Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello, 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 beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Fatinize, Australia's only plus-size community podcast. As always, I'm in your ears to rant about the world of fat phobia and fat shaming, your host, Demi Lynch. And today on the show, we have the fabulous Tiffany Crow. She is a certified yoga instructor and has been in the fitness industry and yoga industry for over 17 years. And she has come onto the show to talk about accessibility for people with fat bodies in yoga and how there continues to be so much fat shaming in the fitness industry because people still can't seem to grapple the idea that fat people can be fit as fuck. So enough of me rambling on. Time to go to this week's episode, which I am so, 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 so keen for you all to have a listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fatinize, the podcast we have on the show Tiffany Crow. Hello, my dear. How are you feeling this morning? Hi, I'm feeling really good. Thank you so much for having me. I just realized for a second, I'm just like, this morning, is it the afternoon there? Is it morning? I don't know <laughs> what it is. These time zones always baffle me. Yeah, it's noon, 12 noon. So I guess you could go either way. <laughs> either way. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, What we do on the podcast is every time we ask our guests, how are they feeling about their bodies? Because as we all know, the journey to body positivity, body neutrality, it's an interesting one. It's never linear. So how are you feeling about your body this week? Are you loving it? You're not loving it? Or is a bit of a bit of neutrality there? Like, yay, nay, meh. (laughs) I think it's um, like a meh. Just because I'm like coming down from like uh, some hormone cycle, female things. And so I'm just kind of like, okay, super sleepy, super like not wanting to like move my body and kind of like needing extra, you know, reminders to myself. But um, I also have a sciatica thing that's like flaring up. So I'm like, ah, my body is against me. So I guess like I'm always kind of in a mode of how is my body feeling versus how do I look in my body? I I have like a, like a little bit of a different um, perspective in that because I'm constantly trying to like teach people to like feel their bodies versus like how they look. So I guess neutral in that I wish I wasn't in pain, (laughs) but like everything else is good. Like I just, I just enjoy my body for what it can do for me right here and now. I love that. I love that little, little, little dose of positivity there. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think for me, hmm, I think, I think honestly, I'm feeling a bit meh. Like I just feel like my body is just slowly shutting down over the past couple of days. Cause the other day I had a panic attack and I had a panic attack. I was like in a crowded area at an event and my body just started sweating. I felt dizzy and yeah, I like I'm just kind of frustrated with myself and like the way I act and I'm just like how how can I how, why can't I function in crowds? Like why can't I do this? Like you know, it's just for so many people it's like the easiest thing, but for me it just oh, it's just slowly becoming more and more of a struggle. So yeah, I'm feeling a bit met towards it cuz I know it's not its fault, but I'm just like <laughs> it's there. 
it's what it is whatever <laughs> yep i've been that way been there uh struggled with anxiety and large crowds we went to like a barbecue this weekend and just being around like a little bit of family and having to kind of put on that face it's a lot it takes a lot of energy out of you so i totally get it it really does it just takes up so much energy and yeah it's definitely the whole like you have to you can't be like standing around looking grumpy. You have to like, you know, have a this persona around, be smiling, like, you know, as if mm-hmm. like, you know, you're back at working in retail again, having to be like smiley to the customers <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to kick off the show, as always, we break down two segments that is related to fat liberation and body positivity, and just general fat phobia in today's society. And you, my dear, have experienced some fat phobia, particularly in the fitness and health industry. And a recent video you did went really viral on TikTok. And for (laughs) listeners out there that aren't aware what happened, do you want to give a quick rundown of this incident that... Oh, I think I think it was very relatable to a lot of fat people, particularly those that are in the fitness and health industry. Yeah, that video, um, yeah, has launched a lot of more videos kind of in that similar mind space of um, fat phobia or just like judgment unnecessarily <laughs> happening. And it happens everywhere, but especially in that fitness um, area where you might be going to a brand new yoga studio, which I was, and the person there assumes that you can't do something. So like she assumed I couldn't perform in the class that I was prepared to take and had already paid for, um, and was trying to get me to take a different class and telling me that, you know, you got to check in with this person before you can even take this class. And there was like all these red tape and I was like what is going on like I I don't know what to say to you because me telling you like I can handle it wasn't enough and so the fact that I had to like go talk to the instructor and then like her kind of saying yeah that's how she is like it's okay it's okay that she's like that you know and just kind of like writing it off like it like nothing had happened yeah that's just how it is and I've received so much feedback from people like Yep, I've experienced it. But then I also get a ton of people who are like, no way this happened. It's like, you if you aren't in a fat body, if you have never experienced life in a fat body, then you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that people could have that, um, I guess, like ability to like make you feel that shitty. I don't know if you could cut sunnier, but oh, that to say, swear as much as you want, honey. <laughs> swear as much as you want. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like, she just really wanted to like make me feel like shit because I was existing in a large body. That's really what came across to me. And even with me being like kind and like trying to meet her in a way that was like, it didn't matter. She was like, it was all falling on deaf ears. So at the end of it, I mean, I took my class and then the yoga teacher was like, wow, I can't even believe that you were able to do that. It's like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like stop putting these like limits on fat people. Like fat people are capable of so much more than you give them credit for. And you need to like, stop having these judgments about them. I mean, there's a reason why I don't judge a book by its cover. It's such a well-known thing. And it really, really kind of hits home when you're a fat person because so many people will judge you just based off of your body size and then you know just tell you so many things like you're are you sure like they're like oh I'm just concerned about you this or that and like they put this judgment on you and you're like I have no idea what you're talking about like I'm probably one of the most (laughs) healthiest people here and like just because I'm a fat person you're going to sit here and tell me like, you're not capable. Like it's just absolutely garbage. So yeah, that was the video. It was like three or four videos that went viral. Um, and I love that it did because then more people got to tell their stories and then maybe somebody was like, Oh, you know, like this needs to stop. Like if I have had this type of experience with the fat person, I should maybe not do this. Cause this is the, what it's coming across at. So who knows if that message was received, but 
I think it definitely was like just the comment section of it of just so many people just being like, oh my God, this happened to me too. Oh my God, I can mm-hmm. relate. And I remember, I think the thing that actually really clicked with me was in the video. And I just, I just love TikTok as well, but with the whole thing, like, you know, people all of a sudden, like, you know, doing these reenactments and stuff like that, you just get so invested, you get so invested. And I remember at the end of the video, um, you were talking about how at the end, I think it was, the, it was either the person at the front desk or the person that was leading the class. And they were just, they were just like, oh, how was the class? Did you have fun? And you're just like, I'm going to be honest, I'm not coming back here. And I'm just like, that is badass. That is badass. Because that is another thing as well. Like with fat people with a plus size community, we feel like we can't just be open about the fat phobia that's happening around us because we don't want to cause a scene. We don't want people to feel bad because people just be like, oh, that wasn't my intention. It wasn't my intention to make you feel like that, which is just a load of rubbish. It's like, yeah, your intention was... That you were just looking at me as a fat person and being like, oh, you're fat. You can't do anything healthy wise or fitness wise. So, yeah, loved that. Love that that you called them out. Exactly. And yeah, like I was so glad that I was so glad that I had the opportunity to call them out, like that they actually asked me because um, if they hadn't said anything, maybe I wouldn't have said anything. But at the same time, I always feel like I'm a fat person who's also trying to speak up for the fat person that won't speak up for themselves because there's so many. And at one point I was that person who couldn't speak up for themselves. And so now I'm much older. I'm a bit more wiser. I face many um, people's reactions once I kind of stand up for myself. And so now more than ever, it's really important for fat people to like say something and you don't have to say it in a rude way but you should like get your point across like no it wasn't okay yes you need to like treat fat people just the same as you would thin people like I shouldn't have gotten a second glance walking into that studio but because I had never been there before when I was a fat person they immediately judged me and didn't want me there mm-hmm. yep and it's also just so interesting as well that they did that to someone that's actually a yoga instructor. Like how many, how, like how many years of experience you have and expertise? I'm just trying to remember now what it was. Like uh, 17 at the time. So. 17. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. What other instances have happened? Because I can imagine, yeah, doing this for almost two decades, be, being a yoga mm-hmm. instructor and just having that knowledge and expertise, like, where are some other instances where people have just, you know, brushed you off because they just look at your body and they just think, oh, she can't possibly be fit, healthy. <laughs> um, usually it happened a lot when I was like subbing for another teacher and um, I have a few actual conversations and that's kind of like where um, like my TikTok, I have a playlist that's actual conversation. So you can see a lot of like the drama that I've experienced and people um, have said like, there's no way this happened, but I mean, students would come in and body check me. And that just means looking you up and down and literally you can just feel that judgment piercing through them and they can't help themselves, but to say something, they can't help it. They're just like, are you sure you should be teaching or just saying something that is just completely unnecessary. Like maybe you should lose a little weight before you teach. Like things where it's like, they don't think that's hurtful. They don't think that that's like undermining all of my years of experience. Like they don't think that's the problem. And this old time mindset where it's like, well, I'm old and I'm allowed to say whatever I want. Yeah, that's totally true. And you're being completely rude, you know? And it's like, I need to say something to these people whenever they're doing that. And I think there was a recent one where I I literally was like, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't come to the studio. Um, There was another one where my manager didn't support me. And so like, I needed to leave. Like that was kind of like the final straw that broke the camel's back. So even though she was saying that I was too fat to teach, like they, they seriously said that, oh, well, that's an opinion. Like, I don't understand why you think that's derogatory, Tiffany. That was just an opinion. Like, but opinions can be derogatory. Like, am I in the twilight zone? You know, and so like (laughs) the fact that all of those people were thin, you know, that were a part of the studio and I was the only fat person. Um, And like, not to mention, like all my classes were sold out. Like I had a very 
nice following. And that all did not matter. Did not matter in the grand scheme of like their thing. So as soon as I was like, well, I'm out of here. All of a sudden it was like, oh no, don't leave. We're not trying to offend you. But you did. <laughs> like you don't understand. Like words are strong and powerful, and like you're definitely like fat phobia, like terrified of it, and you're putting it off. And it, I mean, I don't know what to say to you to like change your mind because like me existing is a problem for you, and so I have to leave because my mental health is so much more important than you being okay with somebody calling me fat. Like sorry, I'm out of here. Like, it's fine if somebody wants to think, oh, she's fat. But if they are starting to think like, oh, she's not capable of things because she's fat. That's when it's a problem because I don't really care if people think I'm fat. But if you don't think I'm capable because I'm fat, that's when it becomes like a huge problem for me. So that kind of stuff has happened just like over the course of many years, uh, many times. And um, I've always been at least between a size 18 and 24. And so the fact that I actually teach people how to use props in large bodies has just like, it's like the clicking, like, oh my gosh, she has a belly. She tells me I can move it. This is insane. Like people are just <laughs> mind blown at the fact that their bodies are capable of things like, oh, you have arm flop. No problem. We're just going to move that right out of the way. And you've got some extra like shoulder movement and people are just like, what you know because <laughs> they have always tried to achieve something in a larger body and was never guided in a way where somebody else also had arm flab or a belly or thick thighs hips all these things do get in the way and the thing is is that they're it's also movable like that is usually you can squeeze it you can move it you can move it just enough to where you're like okay I can like get this between my thighs I can get this to move and when people experience it they're like oh my gosh that's amazing and here's the thing too thin-bodied people also are mind blown by this because they also have like parts of their body that get in the way and maybe it's not as much as fat people but like they come to me and go I love that I love that not only did you ask us to move parts of our bodies that we're not used to doing but you also told us like lovingly move them like tell your belly it's beautiful like never came from that avenue before from other teachers because they were so focused on um do this amount of asana, do this pose, do this pose, now do this pose. You know, they're so like regimented and rigid and they're like teaching and like pose, pose, pose. And you just feel like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm not doing yoga right. And it's like, actually, <laughs> let's pause and like feel into our bodies and actually acknowledge that they exist and, and like know that they are capable of doing these things. And once I can kind of like get them over to that mindset, I have like a, a student for life. Like they are going to follow me no matter what, because they're like, oh my God, like I can't imagine my life without this cue, you know, like these types, this type of language needs to be more um, readily available to yoga teachers. And it's not, unfortunately, so many teachers are going to like push that envelope of um, work off that dinner or like, you know, just do this. like making it sound like it's so easy. It's not, it's not easy. Stop like forcing this on your students. That creates a mentality of fat phobia. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the studio is thinking a certain way when it should be, hey, why don't we pause, feel into our bodies and feel good. So I'm just glad that I can like kind of be a voice in this because there's not many fat yoga teachers. And so every time I've like received any type of discrimination against all that, I, I'm so glad that I can like speak up about it and stand up for myself because I've, I've faced it so much. I kind I don't want to say I'm a trailblazer because there were people before me for sure, but um, I didn't see people like myself when I was beginning yoga practice. So I'm hoping that I, I could like help one person know that they have like the courage to like try. That's really my goal. So. Yeah. I love that so much. And that is such a big thing with your platform. And that goes into like topic two that I want to talk about is that yoga accessibility, like that is such a big thing for you. Mm -hmm. And I really love that because for so many people, particularly fat people, like you just think yoga and you think, Oh, I got to be, fit I gotta be able to be flexible like oh you always hear oh, oh I'm not flexible enough to do yoga or anything like that and I love it so much that you not only make it about you know you 
loving your body, not hating it, being like, oh, I hate my body. Why can't I do this thing? You're just like, you're loving, you talk about like, yeah, how, you know, your body here, you can do extraordinary things and it takes time. And also you don't have to go to a gym to do yoga. You can do it from your bed. You can do it from your bedroom. And I just love that you're so passionate about that because I don't, for me, for one, someone that lives in a fat body as well, I do not have a good experience going to yoga classes. I will always remember this yoga class I went to and they were teaching us these breathing exercises. We were like laying down and it was like these breathing exercises where you like hold your breath in for a long period of time. Mm. And they kept saying like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, what was it? You have to do this four times a day. If you don't do this four times a day, you won't get a flat stomach. This is the only way that you'll get a flat stomach. I'm just like, girl, I'm just, I'm just wanting to get more flexible so I can have sex easier. That's all I'm here for, love. I'm just here so I can get a bit more flexible and so I can just exercise without getting sweaty and without just wanted a bit relaxing. Yet you're telling me I have to hold my breath four times a day. Like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I did not go back after that. It really put me off. <laughs> it's, so I'm very glad you with your experience and yeah with yeah over 17 years knowledge you're just like it's not always about losing weight people don't exercise and do yoga just to lose weight yeah um it's crazy because like if you go to a yoga class the amount of calories you burn are so much fewer I don't even I don't keep track but if you were to like type in yoga in some sort of like calorie you know what you're gonna burn or whatever it is the lowest <laughs> calorie burning workout. So why is that like even a thing? That shouldn't even be on the register of like calorie burning because <laughs> yoga is, has never been about that. Yoga has never been about fat burning, losing weight. Yet when it came to like the Western world, we all are like, well, you got to be thin to do it, you know? And for some reason, somebody said it needs to be a thin white woman. Uh, drinking a latte and wearing a uh, Lululemon that goes to like a yoga studio. <laughs> like that's the image that you think of uh, for her, like a yoga girl. I'm a yoga girly with my like latte, my matcha latte, disgusting long clippings in a cup. <laughs> you basically, know, and basically so- just Gwyneth Paltrow in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And it's really sad because then all of a sudden you think, well, and they do, they gatekeep. They like, don't want you there. They want you to lose weight for even coming to the studio. And I remember asking um, a yoga teacher once, my wrists were killing me after yoga practice. And I went up to her and I finally got the courage to be like, and this was one of the first practices I ever did. I said, my wrists really hurt after that. Is there something that I'm doing wrong? Is there something I could do differently to help with my wrists? And she goes, you really need to strengthen them. I was like, okay, how do I do that? And they were like, you know, with strengthening exercises, what are some strengthening (laughs) exercises? And she just said, I think you should just like check out maybe private class or something. And she was trying to sell me something. And honestly, I wouldn't have been bothered so much if she had like, broken down a little something of her knowledge but it just felt like she was pushing some sort of agenda and also telling me that I was weak basically and for what reason I don't know because I literally was like looking like you're the teacher you should know and I mean now looking back it's like you know my wrists probably weren't flexible because I wasn't used to stretching them and yes you do put a lot of pressure on them and yes there's ways to like put pressure off of them, like offer a block, like less weight goes on your wrist. If you use blocks, like a lot of people don't realize weight distribution happens differently depending on how you position your wrists. And like, none of that was explained at all. And if she had gone into any detail, I would have been like, yeah, I'm here for it. But like, you know, and so those kinds of experiences I'm sure are happening all the time for people. And it's just so sad. Yeah, because it's just really off-putting as well. And it also just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, there's people out there and they shame fat people because we're not exercising, that we're not at the gym, we're not working on our fitness. But then they, yeah, you already know what I'm going to say. But then they shame us when we're there that we're not fit enough. And it's just like, you can't win. So, yes, that's why 
that's why it is so amazing that you are doing these uh, yoga classes online and then encouraging people, you know, you can do it from your home. You can do it from your bed. Like it doesn't have to be like, because like, like for me, I have a gym membership. Do I go all the time? No, because it is scary because I know I'll get judged. But yeah, just doing stuff from home, it's just so much more comfortable and you don't have to worry about what you're wearing. You don't have to worry about if a, God forbid, a stomach roll rolls out of your tights or anything like that. But yeah, it's just, I just, it just baffles me that they just don't seem to see the, how illogical it is to be like, oh, fat people go to gym, lose weight so you can fit into this fat phobic society. Oh, but you have to already be fit. Oh, but if you're fit and fat, that doesn't make sense. What? You want to be fit and fat? It's, don't understand it. Really don't. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the society we live in, unfortunately. And like, you know, you being in a different continent than I am, you still experience it. it doesn't, it's like worldwide. It doesn't matter where you're at. And it's just crazy to me that like, it starts so young too. Like how, when was, when were you on your first diet? When, when were you like trying to work out on a regular basis to lose weight? Like when was that put on you? And that is where the conditioning starts. And it's crazy to really think about that. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, my fitness power will always be triggering for me. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, my fitness power app, my God, I was like using that when I was like in my preteen years, like I just got my period yet. I was just like, Oh, I don't like my body. It's just like, well, no shit. You're going through your, you're going through puberty right now. No one likes their body. You shouldn't be trying to change it and be like obsessing over exercising. Like, yeah, it's just, Oh, it's just, it is nice to know that like, it's not nice to know because it's a horrible thing that's existing right now, but it's nice to know that it is such a worldwide thing because yeah, like you live in America, I live in Australia and it's just, it's Mm -hmm. comforting to know that this is happening everywhere. It's not just, it's not just me. It's not just you. It is happening everywhere. And so that means something needs to change. It really needs to change. Yeah, it does. And I mean, like the fact that you even have this podcast and the fact that like I even have a platform it means I think that there is a shift. It doesn't mean it's going to happen all at once, but there's a tiny shift that's happening. And if it, and if it just shifts enough to where it makes your life 1% better and my life 1% better and my children's lives, you know, 20 or 30% better, like that's all that really matters to me because like what's happened is in the past, we can't necessarily change any of that, but we definitely can learn to like not do that anymore (laughs) and isn't it interesting even when you have a podcast like this you have some sort of a platform where you feel strongly about it and you even like tell your parents about stuff like this and have a conversation my mom is still so set in her fat phobic ways um but she cannot relate like it just does not compute I can't have a conversation with her about it I love her to death but she of course was the one who conditioned me to be the way that I am she still is on a diet on a regular basis. Um, it just is what it is. And she's in her 50s, almost 60. And she she doesn't acknowledge that, by the way. She's 58 and she's going on 45 in her mind. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's just ageism and fat phobia. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, she just, she's afraid of getting old. She's afraid of getting fat, you know, and that's that generation. And whereas for me, I'm like, I'm living it up. Like, I'm happy to get older. I'm happy to be fat or to like be thinner. Like if my body wants to change, it will, it will exist how it's going to exist. I'm not trying to like make it look a certain way. And it's just interesting, like how you can't even have conversations with your parents or even like people of that generation as easily because they don't get it and they don't even want to get it. They're like, no, 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 I could never. Yeah, it is definitely like, it is sad. Like, yeah, especially people of the older generations, they don't seem to get that, you know, things are changing and like, you know, oh, and then it's, it then brings into that other thing of like how, oh, that's just how it is. That's just how we've always talked. Like, you know, we can't unlearn these ways we've always spoken and these attitudes we've had, like, you know, we, we can't do that. But it's like, okay, I have like little cousins that are like three, four years old and they know 
Like they 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 once asked me if I was pregnant because I might because I had a really because I just eaten and my belly was just like living its best life, and I was just like you can't <laughs> say that. And then they're just like, oh okay, and then they just didn't say it again. Like if a three year old who's probably still learning not to shit themselves, if they can learn, you can learn too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, we are we are. I'm telling you, like this generation, I am just praying that they get it like I'm already seeing it on TikTok you see it already these younger people already like very in their own in their own of like owning their skin and like not giving two flying f's about anything anybody says Mm -hmm. um and yeah here's the thing like when you put yourself out there that much you're gonna get trolled it doesn't matter because that fat phobia exists even then that generation but here's the thing this generation is it's happening 10 times more 100 times more than mine for sure I was born in 83 so I'm going on almost 40 and so like that was the age of Paris Hilton and Nikki and like the flat stomach and like you know Britney Spears with like the low-rise shorts and like the no hips and like these skeleton girls that were walking around and if they gained five pounds they were fat you know when they came out of rehab because they were taking drugs to get skinny, like, to maintain, it's like, oh my gosh, like, this is what I grew up with, and now these people are growing up, hopefully, with these other humans who are just like, I am who I am, I am a thick goddess, I am a thick, you know, king, whatever it is, and I'm gonna, like, show you, because, like, if you don't know, I'm gonna teach you, and I love that that exists on the internet right now. Yeah, me too. I'm so, so glad, like, people shit on TikTok all the time, but it really Mm. is so amazing. Like, you just meet so many people, and you just see people that you just never would in your regular day-to-day life, and it's, yeah, it's just amazing what it's been able to bring to so many people, and, yeah, of course, and I've been able to meet you through it, so it's an amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is really cool how we all can connect and, like, be across the pond or whatever, and, like, just have a similar experience and be able to relate to one another and connect it's so cool I love it yeah it's great so before we rant about this for hours and hours because I really really (laughs) think I could absolutely I Mm -hmm. want to go to this week's listener question and when this one came through I was just like oh this is perfect this is perfect I'm very interested to hear your thoughts because this is something that I have definitely struggled with over the years, I have to say, because I'll go, yeah, I'll go into the, I'll go into the question because some people will be like, what are you talking about? Okay. So this, this is the listener dilemma. <laughs> Hi, is it wrong that I want to lose weight? Can I be body positive if I want to lose weight? My knees hurt when I walk and I get tired really easy, but I feel weird saying I want to lose weight because I always talk to my friends about self-love and body confidence. I feel conflicted. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. What uh, what do you have to say to that? So there's a lot of like layers of probably like trauma around like eating, disordered eating patterns. There's probably disordered workout, you know, habits, maybe orthorexia, maybe like lots of things, right? And so the dangers of even beginning a mindset of like, I want to lose weight or having a goal is that you'll get right back into those very like disordered patterns. Um, So you could like say something like, oh, I'm gonna like do it healthfully. I'm doing it from a place of self-love. And this is all to say like, I think what, if you are feeling a certain way, the first thing you wanna do is partner with some sort of fat positive dietitian, doctor. You, I think outside resources are a must. So um, you don't get into that disorder pattern because losing weight is not a bad thing if that's what needs to happen. Um, because there are people who experience pain and disability. I'm not saying that it's all because of the weight because that's not true. It might not be, but let's be honest. If our backs are hurting, we probably need to do some core work. Do you need to lose weight for your back to stop hurting? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But if you're just going to sit in one position 
and not move your body, then your back might hurt. And if you don't move it and you continue not to move it, it will continue to hurt. That means nothing about having weight on your body. That means nothing about losing weight and it getting better because you can lose weight and it could not get better. It could get worse. And that's the other thing. So wherever they go, I hope that they come from a place of I'm in pain and I want to do something about it. And I'm going to do it in a way so that I don't follow these disordered patterns, because I think that's the problem. We ended up going really hard because we get excited because we're going to start a whole thing and we're going to do like, my life is going to change. Like this, (laughs) this mindset (laughs) is so like strong and it's like, you know, some sort of like, um, like transformation mindset, right? Um, And the transformation I think really needs to come from, um, I'm going to like, first of all, focus on my mind. My mental health is number one. And if if I'm gonna like dive deep into some sort of eating disorder or something, then I need to like, just check myself. And having those like uh, professionals around me in my corner, is going to help prevent that. And the, I think the number one thing is if you're completely immobile and you're completely not able to do things, you have to get professional help in order to become mobile. That's one thing, right? So infinity fats, all those very larger body people who are loving their bodies as they are, they don't have to lose weight by any means, but they probably will need professional help in order to get their bodies moving. And you can start a program on your own. Is it going to cause pain? Is it going to injure yourself further? And like, those are the things that you really need to consider. If you are like some sort of midsize or large size fat, like you can still fit into some sort of plus size range of clothing. Um, You probably do feel some sort of aches and pains from daily living. Um, I would just ask yourself like, what type of commitment and regular practice could you even commit to on your own? And like, how can that make your life better? Not make you lose weight. (laughs) So making sure that movement is because you're trying to enrich your life. So not so that it's like, I want to move my body so that I firm up my arms and like get a toned (laughs) belly. That kind of mindset is so toxic. So you really need to come from a place of, yeah, I need to strengthen those knees, man. I'm in pain. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but like, it sucks. I'm, I'm bitching about it. My family's hearing it constantly. I'm not doing anything about it. And this is a really interesting question. Cause yesterday on my live, I go like live on TikTok mm-hmm. and somebody asked, how come I get, um, how come I remember to eat, but I don't remember to work out. And that was like a question. I was like, Ooh, this is so good. Right. So your body is, telling you to move but you ignore those cues you've ignored them for so long that now you're in pain and your body is screaming at you and you're like well I have to go full force 120 percent right like you get into this mindset of like needing to like do things like to an extreme and I've been there, so I feel you. Um, instead of just like starting to walk like to the end of your street and like, hey, my knees hurt. I think I need to walk. Hey, my knees hurt. I think I need to just kind of like engage some muscles just as I'm sitting in a chair, you know, and like work with somebody who's like gonna help me out. I'm not talking about losing weight here. I'm talking about pain relief, which is like a really big deal. And I think anybody who's working with any type of like um therapist like physical therapist or like um a a talking doctor uh like an emotional uh support person or whatever needs to come from a place of like I want to feel less pain that's my goal right so like setting realistic goals that aren't weight loss you know and if you're going to start moving your body like it's so weird that people don't see exercise as body movement they either think of it as working out exercise but if you say I'm gonna move my body they're like what what does that mean right like it's so foreign to people to even like say the words like move my body because we're so sedentary because we have these jobs we have all this stuff and yeah like if you go back 
to like how humans once were. We were hunter gatherers. Like we were, we needed to scale the plains and like climb up hills and do things. And like, we don't do that anymore. We don't have to. And it's amazing that we don't have to, but at the same time, our bodies are like, we, we need something, right? Mm -hmm. Like your bodies are screaming at you. You're not listening. And so if you're coming from a place of like, I want to lose weight and I'm afraid to like tell people, I think a better place mindset wise is to come from, I am in pain and I probably need to reach out to somebody who can help me, or I want to just start moving my body so that I'm in less pain. And I think coming from that place is a much better, more healthier mindset than if I lose weight, I'm going to be in less pain. That's not true at all. Like you could lose weight and be in more pain. Like your joints might be cushioned by the fat. You don't know until you lose weight because how long have you been overweight for? And as soon as you lose all that weight, are you going to really be happier? That's the other thing. Probably not. You'll be sadder. You'll be miserable on a diet. And, <laughs> and then you're going to be like in pain even more. So I'm not saying that that I could predict the future, but I'm just saying that has happened to people. So if you go from a place of, I, what is the real goal here? What is the real goal? Like, I want to manifest something. I want to manifest less pain. How could I actually do that? That's going to be a much healthier way of um, kind of going about this. And then you don't have to say like, I'm losing weight. Be like, I'm trying to have less pain. And like, when you can switch that mindset, then you could be like, yeah. And it might equal a few, few couple inches, but don't, I, I would just be careful if you're tracking something like that. The only thing you should be tracking is pain level. Maybe just every day. 10 out of 10, nine out of 10. Um, because when you're tracking it like inches and weight and like those types of things that don't matter, like what size jeans I'm wearing, those things don't matter. Those things are all whatever. That's a wash because you could gain the weight easily. But if you can gain the knowledge of like being able to help your body not be in pain, like that should be priority number one. Yeah. And it is. I love what you said before, like how it is more achievable, like, you know, finding a way so your body is in less pain, that is more achievable, that's more achievable than trying to contort your body so it's a certain shape, like, the bodies we have now, we don't know if we move them a bit more we don't know what they're going to look like afterwards but and and it, it probably will never look a certain way a certain aesthetic that we want it to and that's the beautiful thing about bodies like you know they come in all different shapes and sizes and yeah and i and it, i it just that definitely resonated with me i have to say like the whole like you know you want to make it your life better and losing weight that's not the way to make it better it's doing things like you know so your body is in less pain so you can walk up and down the stairs easier so you can you know bring in the groceries and you know you can carry all the bags at once instead of going backwards and forwards five times like that's the things that in the end in everyday life that's the things that actually matter not the label on your jeans and stuff like that and something that I do want to add for the listener as someone that has tried every single diet in the <laughs> in the world when you're trying to seek an expert to help you on this journey don't just go to some random person on the internet on Instagram with a 30 day plan that's over a hundred dollars then and they're this person that does not look like you but somehow promises that you can look like them in a matter of 30 days if and it has to be their program no one else it has to be their program honey run away run away okay go to a doctor go to a health expert and yeah don't just go to just some random person that you see online with oh my god coach. Oh, <laughs> a coach triggering <laughs> triggering oh my god like look <laughs> to be telling someone how to like you know to change to tell someone what to do with their diets like that is requires so much experience so much knowledge and expertise yet there are so many people and again it's not everybody it's not everybody before everyone gets all cranky it you just you like there has to be some precautions around this but yet there are some people online mm -hmm. they just think oh 
because I am skinny. I have a flat stomach. I look really hot in the gym. You know what? Let's make a program. Yes. Just no. Go to a health professional. Go to a doctor. And uh, and oh, and also as well, don't just go to the first PT you see at your local mm-hmm. gym. I did this because mm-hmm. I wanted to get stronger because I love weights. Weights is weight. I just feel because I, I I can't run. I got I my knees get sore easily and I just hate running. And I'm just like I want to lift weights because I feel like a badass doing it. Don't go to some random PT at your gym because then when you go to them with your goals and you don't say losing weight, they're just like, are you mm-hmm. sure? We'll just add in losing weight just so, you know, you know, it will make things easier for you if you lose weight or, or you want to lift weights or, you know, uh, let's add, let's add losing weight there, you know? Yeah. Go to, go to a doctor, go to a, go to, go to someone that actually is not there just to make money off you. Go to someone that actually cares about your needs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the place you can start, there's so much free information out there. Mm-hmm. And so before you start spending money and thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a part of this program or whatever, um, I would just encourage you to like, really understand like what this person is about, yes. follow them for a minute. I would also just encourage you to like, purge out anything that might be like, not that, right? So if it's aligning <laughs> not aligning with that mentality of, um, you know, I, I want to exist happily exactly as I am. If it's not aligning with that and it's like, um, lose weight fast and like before and after, and like those things are very triggering. So all of a sudden your mindset can shift and you could maybe be making excuses and really slip into that eating disordered eating patterns. So just like be very aware of those types of things, just because I have worked with so many clients who, will come to me and just say like, oh yeah, had a bad week. I like started restricting again. And it's, it's very easy to slip into. And so that's why I just encourage you purge out those accounts, only follow the people that are really on the journey that you want to be on. Um, And then, yeah, get as much free information as you can from people who are handing it out um, online, uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. There's so much free information out there. All you have to do is start keyword in it and um, begin listening and understanding how you can like really shift your mind and also maybe stop saying lose weight because like as soon as you like are in that mental state of my goal is to lose weight to get to something like this is part of the process um, maybe shift that mindset to like I want to be pain-free I want to like you know um, be mentally healthy you know and so like when I go and go for my hot girl walk or my slow girl walk or whatever, uh, I am mentally better afterwards. And that was my goal for today. And like, it doesn't need to be anything more than that because like, we do need to move our bodies. That's, that's the bottom line. And when we aren't, we feel that pain. And so I think people don't have the accessible movement they don't even know where to start and they don't think that walking is enough they don't think that sitting still and breathing is enough and like it is (laughs) like being intentional with your life is being slower like sometimes that's what you need to do is like move more slowly because as you're moving quickly you're injuring yourself even worse and then you're like i need to lose weight because i'm in pain whereas you're going so fast that you're not even listening to your body. So I would just encourage, like, I don't know this person, you know, there could be a million different reasons why they have pain. I'm just giving some like examples of what I've heard and seen with my past clients I've worked with over 350 clients. And so this is just kind of some of the main things that I get met with all the time. And so I think slowing down hot girl walks and like breathing, (laughs) like people don't breathe enough and like going outside, take five deep breaths. Do you know how like centering and grounding that is? And like, you have so much anxiety and stress. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, You can't tell me that taking five deep breaths, you, you aren't able to do it. Maybe you can't go outside for whatever reason, weather and all that, but you can do it sitting in a chair. So I would just encourage whoever is out there like, oh, I want to like lose weight. It's not bad to have that mindset. It's not a bad thing, but 
you are allowed to have different mindsets too. Like you're allowed to say like, I want to be pain-free. I want to have less stress. I want to, I want to be like happier, you know? And like a lot of times we feel sad because we're told like, if you're fat, you need to be sad. And all of a sudden we're like, yeah, I am sad, but like, I don't know how to change it because like I'm sedentary and I don't feel good. And it would, it's amazing how much like a hot girl walk or just like taking five deep breaths on the couch will just like totally like shift your perspective. So I would just encourage this person. You don't have to share every ounce of your journey with your friends either. Like if you're afraid of judgment from (laughs) others, like you don't have to, you can just start moving. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if it's something like you couldn't imagine not doing it, just say, yeah, I'm I'm trying to move to be pain-free. It's such a weird taboo thing to like move our bodies or like do something good for ourselves, uh, for mental health. Um, when it has to do like, this could be associated with weight loss. Therefore I'm a bad person when it comes to body positive self-love stuff. And like that, that has become all of a sudden taboo in that community. Um, it's not a bad thing to like, want to move your body. Like, I don't know who said it was, but like, it's not (laughs) okay. In fact, we should be moving our bodies and in ways that feel good. And I think that's where we're like at a loss. People think, well, if I'm going to move my body, I might as well try to lose weight. And I might as well try to be in a calorie deficit and I might as well, and you go down this road real quick. And so if you could just like be in a place of, yeah, you know, I think I do want to just like move my body today. And I think moving my body equals walking to the corner and back and like just taking some deep breaths as I'm walking. It doesn't take much. And if, if you can't walk, if you're physically immobile from your bed, you can do yoga moves. Like I have so many TikToks about bed yoga. There's so many different things you can do from a bed to make your back feel better, to make your hips feel better, your arms, your shoulders, your neck, like you get pain everywhere in your body. Like I get it. I have a sciatica that's just flaring up like crazy right now because I overdid it. I overdid pulling out stuff from my garden and my back is like screaming at me. Well, now I have to like take it easy for the next couple of days. And that's the other thing. We don't listen to our bodies and we keep pushing, you know, don't stop, keep going. No, now I have to not do anything because I overdid it. And that's the thing too. It's like, We're so out of tune with how our bodies are talking to us that we don't even know when to start. We don't know when to stop. And that's where that, all those disordered patterns start coming in. And that's why having a partnership or seeing somebody else do it in a way that feels right, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, open the door. I can maybe like get some help from a a skilled professional, not just a coach, Mm. um, when the time is right right? Because like sometimes at the beginning of your journey, you just want to get information, but then eventually you'll be able to like work with somebody if that's what you want to do. You know, it's not like I'm saying that's the only way to do it for sure. Not because you can maybe just get all the stuff that you need. There's so many different ways to do it, you know? And I think the main thing is making sure your mental health is good. And you're coming from a place of just like wanting to um, like exist happily. Like number one, am I happy? Like, would this make me happy? A lot of times people don't even consider that. They just think like, I have to do it, you know? And so I hope that that's the place that they can come from versus, um, gosh, I have to do this today. I feel like crap, blah, blah, blah. Don't like, maybe you should sit down. Like being productive could also be doing nothing. Like when was the last time you thought that? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And again, it just, it doesn't always have to be about losing weight. There's just so many other things that can be your goals. And, and yeah, I do love what you said that, you know, like, yeah, moving your body, it doesn't have to be like exercising, going to gym, um, like just do what makes you happy. And it's okay for wanting pain, a pain-free life that's 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 a good enough goal that's an amazing goal and it probably is more of an achievable goal than just trying to get a certain body or have a certain amount of skin showing and yeah yeah so I definitely agree with everything you said and I really hope this listener like is not too overwhelmed (laughs) with what we said and like knows that you know what they're doing like yeah if they want a pain-free life then that's totally okay and it's yeah a totally a great thing to do 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So to finish off today's show, my dear, what I like to do with my guests every single week is that we share our fave fat-friendly finds, and that is brands or products or just any type of business that is not fat phobic that actually caters to the fat community. So what is your fave fat friendly find of the week? Um, well, I should probably go and see if I can, I have a book. Hold on. Let me grab it really quick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, okay. This one. Okay. And I believe that there was a, um, like a TV show around this, but it's called Land Whale and it's by Jess Baker. And I can't remember what the name of the show is. I'll have to like send it to you so you could put it into the notes because yeah, I am obsessed, uh, with this book and I've, I've like listened to it. I haven't even like read the paperback, but I've listened to it on auto audiobook. I've watched the TV show. Um, and it's just, a really, really cool memoir of the ups and downs of being a fat person. And so I think highly, highly recommend. And you can kind of see she is very proud and a fat person. Absolutely love it. Yes. I love that so much. So that's my, my find for the week. (laughs) I love that so much. That is definitely getting added right to my long, 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 long list of books that I need to read. I would have to say my fave fat-friendly finds of the week is this brand I've actually been using for years. It's this, um, they create these bright, colorful tights. They're called Exotic Athletica. And the reason why I'm actually recommending them is because the other day I wore a pair of tights of theirs that I've had, gosh, for like three, four years. And I had these tights when I was probably two sizes smaller than what I actually am. And... I was a bit worried wearing them because I was like, oh, I'm going to be too big for them. And I put them on and they just somehow fit my body still. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I tried on another pair of tights I have of theirs from that I got a couple years ago and they still fit as well. I was like, oh, that's amazing. It's just, yeah, it's just such great material, the tights and they don't go see-through when you bend over and they don't show the crack or the undies when you bend over, which is just great. And yeah, I just love their stuff. They go up to, oh, I shouldn't know what they go up to, but what they're great is that you can send in your measurements and then they can get tights that actually go with your measurements, which I just love because getting a good pair of tights that actually fits you well is so hard to get. So definitely recommend yeah. Exotic Athletica. Big thank you, lovely, for coming on to today's show, for sharing all your years and words of wisdom. Where can people find you? Where can people learn more about your platform, what you do, and also about bed yoga as well? Where, where can they find you? Where can they learn more about you? Yes. Okay, so I have a YouTube, so tons of free content on YouTube, and it's Tiffany Crow with two Ws. Um, just as it sounds, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-C-R-O-W-W. And it's across all platforms. So Instagram and TikTok are the ones that I post to a lot. Um, And then YouTube with longer form uh, videos, anywhere from 10 to 60 minutes all throughout my page. Um, I also do uh, a membership. And so if you want like more regular long form content, you can sign up for my membership. And then I'm doing a retreat in next April. And if you'd like to sign up, there's a few spots left. We're going to Costa Rica. And um, I will give you my link in bio thing so you can have all my links. You can get my free 60-minute yoga class, check out my Costa Rica retreat, and then all of my wonderful free content on YouTube. Fabulous. Well, big thank you for coming on to today's show. It was such a joy talking to you. And... 
I'm sure our listeners would have definitely learned a thing or two. And hopefully we have some more fabulous fat people taking up yoga. That's for sure. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.